Uh, here we go. He's uh, unencumbering himself from his jacket. Jacket's coming off. They're getting loose, baby. Let's go. Out of nowhere, a former Grinch keeper now about to become the Masters champion. I'm going to make him an offer, Captain. You had me at hello. Hawk. Hawk. Asian. Well, they got their arm because you're obviously white. I'm an inventor. This could be a game changer for me. Are you not entertained? Okay, here we go. Welcome back to another episode of Loose Concept, the loosest conceptual movie podcast on the internet, and now the loosest t-shirt manufacturer slash distributor on the internet. My name is Elijah Smith, and joining me tonight from across the world wide web, from a small town in, uh, in North Carolina, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the man is one giant gland. Sean Mackey. <laughs> what? <laughs> I live in a, a pretty large town. I'm just, I know that was that was the joke. <laughs> it was a pretty deep joke, I know. It, that was pretty deep. Cuts pretty deep. Yeah, dude, I'm excited. I enjoy pulling the most like random quotes from these movies that I can use to describe you. So yeah, that's what the, the second get, part of that was. I always get the <laughs> the experiments. Yeah, good to be here. Feeling loose? What's up, fans? Yeah, I'm excited. We got merch. <laughs> we got merch, y'all. Yes, we do. We do have some merch. Also Check the link us. in the bio. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to selling t-shirts later. But for now, before we do that, let's introduce the uh, second uh, co-host of this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. He takes his procreation business a little lightly. Yikes! Yikes! <laughs> Rudy Rudolph. Nice. Good to be back, boys. Um, <laughs> that's that's one way to be uh, introduced, reintroduced back. Uh, it kind of feels <laughs> like, you know, I got to imagine that Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates, they don't walk around every day like really appreciating the fact that they're billionaires. They kind of take it for granted. I'm sure some days they're just like complaining about, you know, minor inconveniences. But the feeling I got today, getting ready to record after having a week hiatus... It's just, I'm so amped. I'm ready to go, back in the back in the saddle, back from the dead. Unfortunately, I did listen to last week's episode, and yeah, I got some <laughs> not really cool, uh, not cool Elijah for calling me dead weight, and also Sean, you don't get a pass because you didn't back me up at all. So screw both you guys. <laughs> what did I even say? It was nothing. only like you two times. We only called you dead weight twice. Yeah, well, that makes me feel bad. Hurts my feelings. Just we missed you. It was we were just hurt, you know, just hurt. Yeah. Well, I was really worried because Levi, you know, he's. A, I knew he was going to do a great job. He br- he brought the heat, and uh, <laughs> I'm just glad to be here again. Yeah, Levi was great. Were you worried you were going to get deleted from the group chat? Yeah, yeah dog. I was worried it was going to be like Rudy has text- been replaced in just, your group chat. Well, I just Levi. yeah, just text you guys, be like, okay, when we're we recording this week, and then just <laughs> it's like, get no response. We already recorded last night. <laughs> That's the thing with Levi. He comes on, and the takes are just so spicy. He's just ready to roll yeah. from the jump. He's a good pinch hitter. It, it drove me nuts, um, though, because I know like it's hard to think on the spot, but you guys couldn't. You kept saying geography as a study of rocks. <laughs> Yikes. Well, that, why, don't we, why, don't we, why don't we head right into our first damage control segment here? Get in there. I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. 
You're the best, I'm the worst. Uh, you're very good looking, I'm not attractive. Alright, as long as you're willing to admit that. I never said geography was rocks, Elijah. Yeah, but you you didn't you didn't correct it. (laughs) I think no, I think I like took a moment and was like, "What is the word?" Like I was looking, I knew that wasn't the word. I was looking for the word. I was like, "Oh, poor guy." You know, you know. In Levi's defense, that dude came in here and he just shot from the hip the entire time. No notes. Didn't look at his phone at all. He didn't have like a a notepad. Nothing. Just. Those takes were off the dome. Wow. It's his favorite movie, though. That's like, or it's one of his favorite movies. It's probably hey, his favorite a, recent he's a, movie. He's a consummate professional. What can I say? Yeah, no doubt. So, yes, uh, the word we were looking for was geology. Geology is the study of rocks and dirt. Levi is, in fact, in fact a geology expert, though. So if you do have questions pertaining to that, uh, reach out to him. So that's damage control. Moving on, as Sean alluded to earlier, as I alluded to earlier, we got shirts. We're manu- manufacturing T-shirts. We have Nicolas Cage selling them himself. Ethically American sourced. Made. Yes, they're ethically American-made by Nicolas Cage. He, he, he breeds the sheep, he grooms them, he shears the wool, and then... Uh, then he turns actually, it into cotton. No, these are these. Yeah, he magically turns it into cotton. <laughs> I thought these it was a sheep hair. that made cotton. <laughs> That's me planning a damage control for for next week. Sheep do not make cotton. It comes from a plant. I'm not a total idiot. This is merino cotton. But yeah, we got some shirts. They're twenty bucks or twenty seventy two. I don't know what it comes out to with shipping, but uh, grab one and uh, show some love to the uh, the pod if you're down. If you're not down, then you don't love the pod, and you're just you know, no fake friends. So. Yeah, no fake friends. But the link is the link to uh, to purchase is if you go to bonfire.com/slash/looseconcept. Mm-hmm. That's B O. Get them before they're gone. <laughs> yeah, they're they're flying fast. These are the the newest the newest fashion trend, quarantine fashion trend of 2020, and and that's. You know, Good. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with the bond fire. <laughs> yes. So yeah, as alluded to on last week's episode. No, it is B O N F I R E dot com slash lose concept. Grab a shirt. Um, wear it on all your Zoom calls. The nation could be going back de- back into lockdown. We don't know. But this is the perfect shirt regardless for if you're on Zoom or if you're going into an office that no one else is in. It's a quarantine so. essential. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say you might no. might see them on, on GQ next week, but I'm also not going to say you're not going to see them there. So, <laughs> yeah. They're hot. That's all I can say. Hot as the a interns, bonfire. The interns, the interns knocked it out. Knocked it out of the park yeah, on this one. Yeah, they did one. a really good job. They crushed the The design. contrast is really spot on. Yeah, it's almost like a designer did it. They're they're really coming into their own. We're very proud of them. So, shouts <laughs> shouts to the interns. Moving right along, let's get this show rolling. Back in action, the original three, the three three um, three best friends that anybody could have. Better. The three uh, three best friends that ever there was. Three men and a bagel. Three men and a bagel. Three men and a bagel. Now, let's go. Let's get into the news here. A little bit of movie news. First and Ooh, foremost, firstly and foremostly, we have news that the um, 
Well, we're starting off with a, a follow-up from last week's episode. Last week, we talked about News of the World as the trailer of the week. Yes. Uh, this is the upcoming Tom Hanks flick. Um, so there's some there's an, a news headline this week saying that its international debut might be on Netflix. This might be going directly to a Netflix model internationally, but staying in theaters here in the United States. So news any thoughts for the on world. That? News the news news of the world could be going to the world on for Netflix. the world. <laughs> but here, here in America, you got to venture out to a theater to watch it. What's what's the move there? Like, is I don't, Italy I don't know. is Italy any safer to or any more dangerous than America? America, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. I guess maybe it's their way of like circumventing the like questionable theater situations in other countries and at least recouping their money there somehow. I don't know. I guess it depends a, on what sort of a deal they can get from Netflix, right? Yeah. And it's not a really good situation here. I don't know yeah. why they think cases are on the rise. Open here. Yeah. I wonder if they had like a number that they were trying to get and Netflix offered them the number. Like I know like Bond, weren't they asking for like some like it was like 600 million or something for for <laughs> for, for to get bond on Netflix. It was some like crazy oh, number. Wow. Maybe it was like 60 million. I don't know. It was I some bananas number for Netflix. And nobody, no, none of these streaming services would pony up for it, so they they just pushed it back. But I think maybe they they got their number for this, but I don't know. That's all the news we got. So news of the world. Second piece and second piece of new movie news, sort of in the same vein. Um, the Disney CEO Bob Chapek said that the uh, the Mulan going straight to streaming um, on Disney Plus worked out really well. They're looking to do that for some other movies coming hmm. coming out oh, shortly. No. So that could be Man. just just the new way. There's another sign that's not a does not bode well for movie yeah. theaters if they're just like, going right to streaming with these. I don't like this this news. I feel that it's just going to destroy the industry that we so love. Yeah. If you, if you take away the theater industry, what's even the point? Am I right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I I think I watch most movies from the comfort of my own home, so I don't know if I'm gonna like go to bat for theaters per se. But but don't you miss that feeling of like feeling that you're missing out and like other people have seen it and you haven't and you know. <laughs> fear of missing out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, can just, no, I, I can just pre- I can just pretend that happens experience. anyway when I pull it up on some like sketchy like <laughs> dark web site and the, like all these uh these uh pop-up ads are coming up and trying to get me to buy drugs and things so we'll see i i'm still of the opinion that the theaters aren't really gonna like there will still be some theaters i don't think you like at the end of the day like what are you know what's the cost there right all you need is like a big space and a projector and then you can charge people 12 yeah. bucks a seat or 20 bucks if you're in new york yeah the rent is too dang high. Yeah, so it's, that's what many people many people are saying that right little, now. Little commercial real estate insight. I was in a meeting talking about how owner operator movie theaters, people who businesses or entities that own the theater itself and don't rent from somebody else, are looking to disposition from their spaces, them and diners Ooh. apparently. No. So our company is looking to turn those into strip malls. <sighs> Not the diners. I I don't care about the theaters, but keep the diners, <laughs> dog. Yeah. For God's sakes, we gotta save the diners. 
<laughs> Save the dive. This is a, this is America. It's not it's not drive-ins and dives. Guy, what is Guy Fieri going to be doing <laughs> yeah. if he's yeah sitting up the drive <laughs> diners and drives? I'm just I going love, to dives and drive. Love a good love a good diner. Last piece of uh, of news, and this isn't really movie news specifically, entertainment news. Apparently, Showtime is working on a Halo TV show. Hmm. So it's going to be a nine episode uh, first season, <laughs> apparently. It's such a bad idea. It's they so have dumb. truly run out of ideas. It's so dumb. But Isn't wait, like... hold, hold up, hold oh. up. It gets better. And the main, the, the 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 role of the main character, we got uh, uh, Master Chief uh-huh. for the the real Halo heads out there. John, I think his name Spartan One Seventeen, whatever your uh, nomenclature is for him. Uh, in that role, we got a true a true legend. This this dude absolutely rocks. Pablo Schreiber, I believe he's the younger brother of uh, Liev Schreiber. He's just he was in uh, he was in um, Den of Thieves with Gerard Butler. He's just he's awesome. He's great. Love Pablo Schreiber. So I'm tentatively Pablo. in on in on the the Halo <laughs> limited c- TV series. What's funny is, do you even need a? Is it like an animated series? You don't even see anybody's face, so yeah. But you need a need a voice and like I know. A, a strong dude to wear that armor. And I think I don't know yeah, if it's gonna be like real off. life or animated. I just like when we'll I hear see. that they're making movies. Like every time they do millions of remakes or any time they do like movies based off of, of like really uh, you know Battleship. worn out IP, I feel bad for the writers out there because the writers yeah, out there that are coming up with these new great ideas are probably like <laughs> a freaking Halo movie. Like I spent I spent so much time working on this great sci-fi. World. Why are we doing Connect Four? <laughs> to answer your question, uh, Sean, it does seem like it's going to be live action. Interesting. So. I think I would have liked animated better. Connect for the movie has legs, I think. <laughs> no. I don't know. I'm 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 in on this. I think I think I'm down. You guys being out on it is making me more in on it. Yeah, that's what I've learned this week again that Elijah is such a contrarian. I have to use like reverse psychology. <laughs> Talk about more about that later. I don't know. I think this. I think this could work. I think if I'm for it. You're against it. If you're I against think it, I'm for it. Some people are into this. No, no thanks. I, all I know is I do know someone who, in college, watched through the entire cinematic, like every every like cutscene that's in the Halo video game. Someone like spliced them all together, be it like a Halo movie campaign super mode cut of just like you know like. In between the the levels, a like campaign mode, it cuts to like a cinematic, like a little video. Yeah, yeah. And someone spliced all those together for every single Halo game that's released and made a gigantic <laughs> Halo movie. And I know oh, someone nice. in college, who, college who watched uh, watched all those. So. Did I send you guys that video? There, there's an audience for it. Did is I send you guys saying. that video of that other psychopath who made the video of every time that Sam takes a step away, it cuts back to the scene where <laughs> this is the furthest I've been from the Shire. <laughs> it's like it's like 12 hours long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. Incredible. Uh, terrific. Just YouTube. You're a wizard, Harry. Finest. I got one from uh I got one from Nick Jarrett today that said uh it was someone took um scenes from Lord of the Rings where it's the uh the Urukai or the orcs or whatever their name is and they just instead of like doing their voices, they just voiced over them with like nor- normal voices and then so that it's like What's that? Do you smell that? 
oh yeah, it smells like hobbit flesh. And then it's just like these two guys having this like normal conversation. I'll send it to you guys afterward, but yeah, just some, that's, some, that's, a, that's a must watch. Uh, some great egg content. Love it. So I'll pass it on, but all right. So we have, we have two outs and one in on the halo TV show. <laughs> We'll see. When you say it out loud, does it make you any more hesitant to being on it? The Halo TV show. <laughs> it makes me even more in. No, we got to start keeping track of what we're in on, in and out on, and what like things are actually good versus not good, so that we uh, just can see who has actually like good better taste. Taste in that. <laughs> Speaking of predictive taste. Let's get into our trailer of the week. Let's go. This trailer. one was brought to us by Rudy himself. We're going to dive into a little little clip here. This this uh, comes out tentatively on December 18th, 2020. It's coming up. I don't know what streaming service it's going to be on or whatever, but we're talking Breach. Breach. Hey, where you been hiding? I don't know what could have done this. Something seems to be dissolving him from the inside out. It's not human. Then it might still be out there. If it's out there, we kill it. Remember how to use one of those things? What do you think? Look up! There are 300,000 souls on this ship. So we're headed to New Earth at the speed of light with an alien? Yeah, we got it. A Bruce Willis movie. Yeah, brand new Bruce Willis vehicle. The little uh, synopsis we have here is, On the cusp of fatherhood, a junior mechanic aboard an interstellar arc to New Earth must outwit a malevolent cosmic terror intent on using the spaceship as a weapon. Yeah, when so I it's, well, it's, it's uh, a, there's a lot weapon. of CGI, when a I, lot of <laughs> guns. It's kind of like discount alien. It's like a poor man's alien. When I read the words <laughs> poor interstellar arc, I was like, this has got Elijah's name written all over it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're out on the Halo TV show, but you're in on no, Breach? No, I'm most certainly not in on this. I'm way out on this. <laughs> oh, you're out on Breach. Okay. Um, yeah, as we said, this is it's got Bruce Willis, but like kind of pretty much nobody else. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It looks like it's, it's a movie where it's like, <laughs> which is never a great sign. If you have a budget of a hundred million dollars, it's like eighty millions going to Bruce, and you go, yeah, exactly. Ten million go into the monster, the CGI guy making the monster, yeah. and then the yeah. rest part this is out. This is one of those movies that like everybody kind of looks famous, but it's like the stunt <laughs> right. double for all those yeah. people. It's like, oh, that's Chris Hemsworth. No, that's Chris Hemsworth's exactly. uh, stunt this double. Guy, this guy, Cody, Cody Kersley or whatever, he looks like Liam Hemsworth, like knock, out, knock off Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, they're all You've just not... A- and Bruce Willis. Yeah. He's got a good makeup Which, artist. Hey, you know, you got to do what you got to do, but I, I think Rudy's... Uh, Rudy's take there is 100% the correct because there's a scene where he's using a flamethrower 
in quotes. And the flamethrower literally looks like it's made out of like used up toilet rolls. <laughs> like they just took the cardboard, like that cardboard piece that comes on the inside of like wrapping paper or whatever, and like that's what sh- the flames are shooting out of. It's like you know those like fake fires where it's like just it's a fan blowing a piece of like cloth. <laughs> yeah, tissue tissue paper or whatever. Yeah, that's that's this movie. Oh man. Golden. Hey, I mean, you got to respect them. I mean, when when we say it's a poor man's alien, it's uh, is Bruce Willis the poor man that he, he got roped into doing this movie? Like, uh, Bruce, what's going on, dog? Why? Just why? So we're all out. We have three outs. Three, is this our first time outs. we're going to get three people out on a, a trailer of the week? Yeah, three outs, your strike. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, breach. I the it says here on IMDb that the original title was anti life, anti life. Anti-life. Kind of sounds better than Breach. Isn't there already a Breach movie? It's about whales. There was a Breach movie in 2007, yeah, with, with Chris Cooper. That was like a political Oh, thriller. yeah, I liked that movie. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. <laughs> you got to think this movie's not going to top that one. Is it a one. sequel? No. <laughs> this, is, this is a sequel. <laughs> They've gone to space, and it's not about politics. Yeah, that was a it's good movie, aliens. the original Breach. Yeah, kind of like a suspense spy thriller. Yeah, it's got a uh, Chris Cooper who's who doesn't have eyebrows, which is always sort of a little unsettling. But other than that, yeah, pretty, pretty, Cooper pretty solid with no flick. eyebrows. So trailer of the week, check it out, watch it at your own risk. I'm not not a uh, not gonna really vouch for this movie, but uh, hey, you know, it's to me like I I love dumb movies as much as anybody as as Rudy alluded to, but for, this one's like it's not like. I don't know. It's missing something to make it a good dumb movie. I feel like the production value, like, like in order to have a good dumb movie, the production value has to be like really high, but then it has to be truly awful. This doesn't have the high production value, and it's just awful. So this looks closer to being like Sharknado than it does to being mm. like Pacific Rim, which I don't really like Sharknado. That's not my my definition of a good bad movie. But. Elijah. Elijah <laughs> likes a movie in direct proportion to how much money directors are losing on it. So like, <laughs> exactly, they got to dump a ton of money into it and really tank. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So we'll see. Breach. Um, let's keep the train rolling. We gotta keep this train rolling. Let's get into uh, the feature film of the week. The uh, much. Uh, What's the word? The much uh, debated, debated, much antagonized over. We we were we were really just going back and forth, hotly contested movie mm. feature film of the week. This week we're breaking down the nineteen eighty seven classic, Three Men and a Baby. Touchstone Pictures presents Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg, Ted Danson. Jack. Whew. Angela, oh, you look different. What happened? I'm dressed. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Three incredibly eligible men hoping to meet some incredibly perfect women. So many women. <laughs> so, so little so time. time. Now, at last, they're about to find that one girl who will sweep them off their feet. <laughs> That's a baby. It's a baby. Of course it's a baby. It's your baby. No. It's not my baby. It's Jack's baby. The child doesn't look anything like me. I have more hair. I want to see the way you three big guys handle this one. I build 50-story skyscrapers. I assemble cities of the future. I can certainly put together a diaper. Will somebody please tell me what the hell is going on around here? Figure it out for yourself. 
Are they always this strange? Yes, since they got involved with another woman. Touchstone Pictures presents three normally intelligent men and one little girl. So, uh, what do you want to do? They're about to discover the only thing worse than raising her... Oh, no, no, please, not on the silk sheets! ...is losing her. We should be her family. And let me tell you, the first time you get a word, Daddy, I don't care who you are, your heart just melts. Can you drive a little faster, please? Touchstone Pictures presents a comedy about three dedicated bachelors and the one woman in the world they couldn't live without. Three men and a baby. I think she did a doodle. Your turn to change her. I'll give you a thousand dollars if you'll do it. Not to be confused with three men and a bagel. <laughs> Got to think they uh, they they pulled that name off from uh, this movie. This though. movie, yeah. Yeah, very hotly contested. I was out. I was outvoted, audience. So if you have to watch this movie, it's not because of me. Sean Sean was very adamant that he did not want to talk about this movie. Our resident resident uh, Oscar guy, resident tastemaker, did, did not want to see this. I was half expecting um, Sean to have like a scene in this movie, and that's why, like an embarrassing scene. And it's like, <laughs> no, we can't watch this movie. Sean actually played the baby, and that's what was the, the main issue. You can't see my butt. No, this was 1987, before Sean was even born. Um, this is actually, believe it or not, the highest grossing motion picture of 1987. It's made what? the most money out of every single movie released in 1987. What else came out? Uh, three bachelors find themselves forced to take care of a baby left by one of the guy's girlfriends. And there's a lot more to it than that, but uh, we've got Tom Selleck, Steve Gutenberg, and Ted Danson as the three three leads, and uh, sort of shenanigans ensue. Um, but there, yeah, there's a lot here, good and bad. I think we're gonna have a lot to talk about, so we're gonna dive right in with best. Dude, oh, sorry. Before we lose, before we lose this, really quick. Both The Princess Bride and Full Metal Jacket came out in 1987. How on earth did this movie gross more money than both of those movies? Continue. Okay, uh, Sean, we'll let you we'll let you start off with the best best part of the movie because you didn't want to see it. We're gonna make you say what the best part of it was. <laughs> best part of the movie, I would say, is just the quintessential 80s vibe it gives off. Oh. The, a good answer. The weird outfits, the flowy shirts, the music, the strange art that looks like it's... You mean just, the great outfits. Uh, or the great outfits. Dude, those shorts. Um, oh, the music I thought was very 80s. Um, it was just a good canon of like that vibe, what was going on. And I also... Um, I might steal Elijah's on this. Tom Selleck's sunglasses. <gasps> Ooh. Nice. Just some crazy, crazy glasses on Tom. So good. Crazy glasses. Yeah. Um, it was really difficult pulling something good about this movie. Uh, to me, the only redeeming quality was the baby. The baby. Wow. The baby rocked. The baby was adorable. Super cute. I'm glad they... Like, a lot of times when they have babies in movies or TV shows, like, a lot of times they'll incorporate a fake baby. But I like how it was like because it was like the mid '80s or late '80s, they could just use a real baby, and if they dropped it accidentally, <laughs> it you know broke its leg. Yeah, they, there were no lawyers, so it's like you know they used a real baby. They 
they didn't really like a lot of the times like t- the way Tom Selleck like handles that baby I'm like you're gonna drop that baby or you <laughs> like they just start tossing her around yeah. <laughs> like, she's a football <laughs> I thought I th- okay I'll get to my best because I thought there were a lot of redeemable qualities about this movie first and foremost Tom Selleck just an absolute legend I love Tom Selleck anything that Tom Selleck is in I'm down for freaking magnum pi himself the greatest mustache that ever existed probably the greatest face that ever existed whoa um what's not to love it's tom Selleck. he's he's wearing short shorts he's wearing bro tanks with cardigans like <laughs> bro tanks it's cardigans. great i agree with, i agree with the the quintessential like 80s-ness of it but i think that's yeah like that's a great that's a plus definitely a plus of this movie Lots of lots of just eighties vibes. I think the eighties was like nineteen eighty seven year it's like prime time America right there. That's I think that might be what America peaked actually, nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, peak no, I'm America. <laughs> the best I'm definitely sticking with Tom Selleck. He's great. I love Tom Selleck. A true legend. Screen legend. Face that lights up his screen. Should have been Indiana Jones, but we'll save that take for an, for another podcast. All right, now we'll let you guys unload. Worst part of the movie. Sean, what's the worst? I would say some of just the the cringe aspect of... Um, it's not necessarily a certain part of the movie, but I think... The, <laughs> just the overall. <laughs> the overall... I don't understand what this is. Like, is it PG? Is it supposed yeah, to be a family mo- movie? But then it, like... Just has like some really like SNL Super like, crass parts, and I'm like, is this rated R with a baby? <laughs> and I just don't understand what the audience, who the audience is for this. Like Disney's Buena Vista um, came out with it, which is their sort of arm that they kind of take some risk on. I guess. <laughs> but I just. I don't really, I don't understand who the audience is. And I think that's what frustrated me the whole time was I was like, in this, in this year, 1987, you have the big Tom Selleck fans who like, are they going to see this? movie? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Of course they are. Someone must've been going, going to see it. I mean, yeah, it did well. Highest grossing movie. Um, No, I, I liked it. I liked it overall. I just think it was. I do it, have it, some facts. It, it, I do have some information. It went above my was... expectations, honestly, because my expectations were pretty low. Because I think I watched this trailer that just had a clip of them changing the baby's diaper, and I'm like, is this the whole movie? Like, <laughs> they just like babysitting this baby, and um, there there are some there are some very uh, comedic elements to it, and you guys, you know, it wasn't a total uh, loss. Ah, see, there you go. Listen to your friends. Oh, it sounds like Rudy, who was less out on it than Sean was initially, is now more out on it than Sean was after watching <laughs> the movie. Yeah. Quickly, yeah, yeah. I do have some yeah. information to shed light on your uh, your your complaint there, of, like the uh, tone whiplash a little bit. I think it was it was originally written as like an adult comedy, like so it was originally written to be 
specifically geared towards adults. And then I think it went through rewrites to become more of like a family friendly movie. And so that's part of the reason I think there's a little bit mm-hmm. of like vibe changing is that you, you yeah, I it's think got, I think some it. of the, some things are still vestiges from the, uh, the, the original, uh, draft of the script. Yeah. It's just like out of nowhere, they'll just say some little off color comment. And yeah. You're just like, Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Or there's, I mean, obviously the whole like subplot about heroin. Yeah, okay. Like, not that's, something a, that's like yeah, a family there's a transition right there. Send it to around me. heroin. Send it to me. What do you got, Rudy? That whole subplot of the drug issue is the dumbest thing in my in the entire world. Why on earth would you, would you need to put a subplot about drugs in a, a perfectly great idea of a movie where you got three guys who have no idea how to raise a baby are just given a baby? Like, that's a great idea that's got... 90 minutes of content in it. Why do you have to introduce this whole stupid subplot where you have these moronic drug dealers? You have this like <clears throat> this ridiculous like these horrible plots. It's just like it's totally unnecessary and to- it's like it's it's like having a movie. It's like having you know Indiana Jones where he's got on this treasure hunt and then there's like I, I, a like, baby. Not even <laughs> yeah, like a baby or like. Or like like a presidential election that interferes with it. It's like something totally out of left field that has nothing to do with the plot. Yeah. And it's shoved in and it's super made, red hair. It's made to be a big like main point of the movie, which I just hated. Yeah. Horrible. That's true true, but the fact that it's like heroin, which is one of the hardest of all like all drugs, is that like it makes it that much funnier. Like it's great. It's like they could have just like kept it like simple and probably like more realistic for the time period and done like coke or something but no it's like no we're going right to the top baby heroin heroin well what's so funny i think movies movies need and i guess in 1987 they didn't really obviously think of this but it's funny re-watching some of these plots that couldn't be around in today's age with self like cell phones destroy so many plots in old movies yes yes. yeah (laughs) where this could have just been like oh Hey, is is the package a baby? And then they're just like, no, dude. Like, just a quick it's, text message. It's actually heroin. Uh, it's in that little box. Just give it to the guys. And then, like, that's that's it. There's no there's no movie. Like, well, there's, there's babies for you. I mean, you just take a a, a a picture of the note and send it. You're FaceTiming and, them. Like, is this I yours? Mean, and you turn yeah. the phone to the baby. Uh, is this your is this your baby? <laughs> turn it over to the baby. Then the whole movie's just over. <laughs> oh, That's it. valid. Love That's it. valid. I don't know. But I I understand. Like I disagree that there's 90 minutes of plot material with just three guys and the baby. But uh, hey, to each their. How own. about 70 minutes? That's even better. I'm going. Uh, yeah, real for real. I'm going. The worst part of the movie is Ted Danson. I'm just not a Ted Danson guy. He's just. I don't know. Why is his head so big for me? Something about his face. I yeah, I don't know. His head and his face. I was like, it's so big. But then you compare it to the other guy who he's talking to. It's like the same size. So I kept. <laughs> I couldn't put it in my brain. Ted Danson, dog. You're. It's fine. Whatever. This was directed <laughs> by Leonard Nimoy. Did you guys know that? No. Mister <laughs> Mister Spock himself. Just adding to the bizarre. I was gonna of say it. who wrote and directed this movie. <laughs> Mister Spock. Did they have a who. job after? Yeah, he did on Star Trek. Well, what's hilarious is this movie had a sequel. Yeah, I was going to say, who yeah. on earth watched this and was like, oh man, I got to see the sequel of this movie? <laughs> the Three Men and a Little Lady in 1990. I might watch it. 
I enjoyed it. I enjoy these these the the throwback throwback vibes of this. Okay, okay, but let's let's camp out on this for just a I second. I think the strongest. Did you? Did well, you? Oh, uh, go ahead. But did you recognize how, like, in each part of this movie, there's like a way that it could be played out that it would be much better, and like the way that they approached it was so dumb and bad. Like, for instance, <laughs> the scene where they're like trying to drop off the drugs and catch the drug dealers in the act. <laughs> Like, why, if they could sneak out dressed as a woman, why, like, I know they were trying to lead the cops there, but, like, why are you trying to catch the guys? Why not just give them the drugs? And, like, why do you have to, like, it just didn't make any sense. Why is the guy who's recording, why does he fall over in that stupid thing? It wasn't like he was drunk. (laughs) It's just, everything about it. He lost his balance, he said. It's so moronic. It's just horrible. They, uh. They had to catch them because the guys are going to keep coming. Like if they just threw out the drugs, the guys are going to keep coming back. Just give them the drugs. Yeah, that's a valid point to say. Just give them the drugs. But then I guess you would be you could be considered uh, like you're implicit in the crime, right? Of this drug trafficking. Like you don't want to become part of the drug trafficking thing. Then yeah. these guys have something on you, you know. So you got to catch them. It's really the only option. I'll explain it away all day. <clears throat> Love the uh, love the job of architect. Just Tom Selleck makes it look. I great. always wanted to He's pretend to be an walk architect. around, walk, walking around <laughs> on buildings with plans and a hard hat. Like that just looks awesome. Looks fantastic. There's not an architect um, in the world who does that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the opening party scene also looked like a great time. A little bit like cringy in the in the COVID era because oh, uh, had- you're just. You're just looking at all those people in such close proximity to each other. Yeah, I was getting a little, uh, little uh, tense watching that. You know what? I was thinking a uh, question: H- How do these three guys know that many people <laughs> to invite to a like? There was at least a hundred people in that apartment. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. was the '80s, man. Everyone was more connected. They weren't spending time just like on their phones, away from people. Yeah. They're 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 dudes on the town, you know. Well, and I guess they all three, had like twenty girlfriends each. Yeah, so. who all yeah, three, three s- friends. Single handsome dudes. Of course they can have that many friends. I mean they the knew a, baby, a famous so. the one guy's a famous uh, comic book artist. I love these these like role like jobs that they have. Jobs. Like architect, comic book artist, and an actor. Only one of those could put like viably pay for that penthouse apartment that they're living in the actor yes that's the one <laughs> i have a question about the apartment but i'll leave it for later uh, okay save it for miscellaneous questions let's get to cut a scene add a scene this is the segment where we cut a scene out and add a scene in cut a scene um the intro scene so it's before that party scene the very beginning where they're like at 1.25 speed <laughs> zipping yeah. around I was like, this is so annoying. Painting the, the music mural? was horrible. <laughs> oh. This, where, he, where he's painting the mural. Oh, come on. You didn't think the music was terrible? I loved it. Oh, my word. It was brutal. It was so annoying. And the high I speed thing, it. it didn't make any sense. And it was just ridiculous and stupid. I really don't like those beginnings of movies where the... the I don't even know if the credits were running during that time, but usually that's why they do it, is they yeah. have the credits run at the beginning. And it's just so long. It's like a seven minute... <laughs> <laughs> intro where i'm like they don't really oh, show you on. anybody they just like you're sort of getting like little tidbits about the characters i'm a no, sucker i'm a sucks. sucker for some some late 80s soft rock i enjoy that type of music they're painting that mural the mural looks sick 
they're just like you know, you show they're showing all the the uh, chicks that they're they're uh, hanging out with. Like, what what's not to love? I hate it. <laughs> Everything, <laughs> all of it, all of it is not to love. Okay, so you're cutting out the in- opening credits. I'm cutting out that. And while I was watching, I was thinking, this is probably around the scene, the time where they're uh, trying to catch the criminals in the act. And I was thinking. Why is there not a scene of these guys trying to pick up chicks with this baby? So that was gonna be my ad scene, and then like oh, the next, the yeah. very next scene, they're in the park, it chucking the there. disc, picking up, <laughs> yeah. picking up, picking, picking up, up chicks, chicks. With the baby. So I really Tom don't have that. Got on those, those sweet aviators. Yeah, those were those were the best sunglasses ever made. Mm. Close race with that. <laughs> Uh, Jeremy uh, Renner's wraparounds from the end of Avengers, but oh yeah, those are good too. I had a hard time with this because a lot of it just had to do with those scenes where it's just like, is this is this PG thirteen? Is this like a a bro comedy or is this like a family? Co- uh, you know, but specifically, I wanted, I I didn't really like the ending, so I'm mm. cutting out. Um, that uh, was it Sylvia who's just like the worst, bro. Who does like, she think she is? If you need babysitting, like at least I don't know, stay with your baby. Like, I don't know, it was just very terrible the way she just left her baby there. She did not need to be in this movie at all. And then at the end, she like has a sort of British accent, like you can't really tell. Like, I don't know if she actually is a British person in real life, but she just did a terrible accent. She she's supposed and to be from she's supposed to be from England, I think, cuz that's when they had the baby is when he was over there doing a No, uh, she was definitely supposed to be from England. Production. She just had a terrible accent. Oh yeah. Yeah, it, it <laughs> And I didn't know it if it comes and goes. If she's a real English actress or if she's just playing one. But anyway, she's awful. Um, and there's no way that she moves in at the end, dude. NFW, <laughs> NFW, she's the worst. Who leaves their freaking baby and then is like, actually, maybe I need it. Like, and it's not even like for a good reason. It was just because like, oh, I, I can't, I can't quit my job of trying to become an actress. It's like, well, I was, I was oh saving that word. for Miss Lady has questions, but why does she leave the baby in the first place? Like, then she comes back and wants it back, and it, it doesn't really make like. If you wanted the baby, you would never have left it in the first place. And, yeah. like, if you didn't want the baby, you would never have come back for it. So, like, the fact that she comes back at the end is a little... Uh, it doesn't so really, ch- like, makes much sense. It's a little strange. And also that she just didn't tell Jack the whole time that she was pregnant that, you know, I think this is your... I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I just don't... I would have believed a little more if Jack like maybe proposed to her or they had some kind of relationship but it's not even that they're just like yeah i'll build you a room it's like she was just gonna be like the yeah, fourth no, roommate and he's an architect he builds rooms for a living it's like a new girl no but the, that's what he does no, he makes saying, it was the fact that like jack didn't even want to have any romantic relationship with her it was just like yeah, yeah you can just hang out here because we just want to hang out with this baby <laughs> not awkward that was at all another that was it was not really a, a scene but just like how attached they are to this baby is a little strange. <laughs> but they're just like, yeah, this is like our best friend. We need this baby. Why? Anyway, the baby was awesome. The one good part about yeah, the baby. baby. I would have got attached to the baby. The, the baby was awesome. That part was anyway. believable to me. <laughs> that was the only believable then, part of the movie. Then, yeah, as then, as someone as someone who just absolutely adores their baby niece, 
I can attest to the fact that these guys would totally just be all in on a baby. Babies are great. No, I love babies. I'm just saying it was... Sean, what do you hate, babies? Yeah, well, yeah. okay, wow, you, you hate this movie and you hate babies. I love babies. <laughs> two, two things we learned. So then, so I'm adding that they just adopt Mary. Yeah. Because I don't see this whole situation working out. Yeah, so, so you just don't want anyway. the mom coming back. Yeah, I just want to be like, they... I don't even know where they need to go. It's just their baby now. Yeah, yeah, I dig that. So. Yeah, for sure. That was so. My cut of scene was similar. I'm cutting the mom out of the movie as well, and like the whole ending. I feel like the ending just like drags after the drugs thing. But what I'm adding in is earlier on in the movie. I want them to have like like I think the party scene is so great where they're just like hanging out, bopping around, and just being themselves at this party. It's awesome. So I want another party scene. Maybe a party scene where they have the baby, but they don't want people to know that the baby's there because it'll just like ruin the vibes at the party. So they they have to like <laughs> conceal that they have a baby, but they're also having a party. And then slowly people find out they have the baby and then leave. So that's my added scene. I just want more '80s party scenes. Yeah. So love that. For uh, moving right along and to recast a role, we decided to do something a little differently. We're saying uh, instead of pulling someone out of this movie and putting a new person in, we're gonna recast it for the modern era. If you were doing it, if you're making remake, doing a remake, sort of going back to what Sean said earlier, you, we we have FaceTime here, we have texting. This is like this is a totally new movie, but you got to pick three dudes to be in this movie as the three main characters and sort of those three like sort of uh, archetype roles. Um, who are you picking to cast to fill out your your remake movie? So I'm picking and little news they are remaking this movie. Oh come on! Oh what? With Zac Efron. What? When? Yeah, that was one no of idea. my that was one of my cast. No way. Yeah, I thought you knew that. That's why you thought of this. No, that's not. Whoa. I didn't. I didn't know that at all. Oh uh, yeah, for Disney Plus apparently. Yep. Zac Efron to star. Zac Efron. So anyway, I stayed away from Zac Efron since he's already gonna be in one, and I tried to go with like some some just bros that I think would get along. Yeah. Um, I'm going with Army Hammer, dude. I was, he was Ooh, on my short list. Love it. I feel like he has like the Tom Selleck type vibes. Oh, okay. And then I also am going with Ryan Gosling. Because he also ah. has who <laughs> I think they were trying to go for when they went with uh, Ted Stanos. Is that his name? Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Danson. <laughs> Ted Danson. Dude, he's on my short and list then, too. And then because we can't use uh, James Franco anymore, uh, I'm going to go with Dave Franco. <laughs> uh, okay, so we got Army Hammer, Ryan Gosling. And you know what? I'm gonna actually switch out Dave Frank. I want to put Shia LaBeouf. Oh come on! <laughs> now we're getting now we're getting crazy. That's a pander. That's a pander know. pick right there. That's a PP. I, I, I love Shia, but I don't know if I want him anywhere near a baby. <laughs> uh, Talk about a bad influence. Yeah, they definitely couldn't um, use a real baby in that remake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that dude's too much of a wild card to be in. Last second switch. Baby. Okay. I dig it. I dig it. Shia, Army Hammer, and Ryan Gosling. So you have, so you have Army Hammer is the, the Tom Selleck sort of like mature one. You have uh, Ryan Gosling as like the absentee father actor guy, 
and then you have uh, Shia LaBeouf as like the goofy, the funny guy. Cartoonist, yeah. Cartoonist, yeah. Like okay. artist. Okay. Rudy, what do you have? All right, so for the Tom Selleck older figure, I know he's a little too old, but he could be made to look younger. Go with my boy, Matty McConaughey. Huh. As the <laughs> wise, older. That's pretty, uh, pretty old. Sex symbol. Yeah, but you can make him look, you gotta, you can take some of those wrinkles <laughs> off. Um, For the cartoonist who's just full of laughs, I'm going Jamie Foxx. Okay. okay. I just love his okay. vibe yeah. of comedy. He's like, uh, he's just like. Yeah, he'd be good in know. it. I think he'd be really funny. And then for the actor who knocks up Sylvia, I didn't recast Sylvia. Because we're cutting her from the movie, right? <laughs> yeah, she's not in A there. different Ryan. I was trying to do all three Ryans. I was going to do Ryan Gosling. Mine is Ryan okay. Reynolds in this role uh, for the actor. I like that. But there are only two famous Ryans that are of note. I don't think there's something. It's not like the Chris's that are plentiful. <laughs> so that's the three. McConaughey, Fox, Reynolds. Okay. I dig it, but like, yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to nitpick it too much, but... <laughs> McConaughey and Fox are getting up there in years. I don't know that they they like could sell sell being Maybe like, they did young, like single guys in New York. Well, City, how much was you know? Tom Selleck? I feel like he was pretty old in this movie, wasn't he? No, I think that's just Tom Selleck. I think he always looks old. He was forty two. No, I think he was. I think he was forty. Yeah, forty two. So that's Ryan Reynolds is two years older than that. Jamie Fox is fifty two. Ten years older. Oh than that. shoot, is he really, dude? Yeah, and McConaughey is at least fifty two. Why do I have to say at least 52? That's, that's an office quote right there. <laughs> at least. Guess, just guess. Oh, is it? Oh, nope, he's not. I was wrong. McConaughey is 51. So you got 51, 52, and Hey, 44. 50 is the new 40. <laughs> Many people are saying that. Facts. Okay. Uh, my three my three dudes, I've got Miles Teller. I was almost going to put him in there, but I thought slash Elijah's going to go with him. Actor, actor dad. I love, My- I love Miles Teller. I think he'd be good at it. So we got Miles Teller in that role. I've got uh, this one was the one that I was gonna put um, Zac Efron as. No, no, no. I, so I was gonna do. I'm trying to pull Zac Efron out of it now because apparently he's gonna be in this remake. But I was gonna do Zac Efron yeah. as the the actor guy, Miles Teller as the funny guy. I'm just gonna stick with that. Zach, Zach Efron and Miles Teller, and then for the the older, like sort of elder statesman of the group, I had Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, I could see that. That'd be a good good group. Yeah, I think he could do it. He's funny. He's better looking than the other two guys. He's more mature. He's just he's I don't know. I feel like he he'd be the closest thing to Tom Selleck that you could get right there. So. Love it. We'll fun. see. They they've only announced Zac Efron for this uh, remake, so I'll see who they who they can get on board to uh, play the other roles and which role exactly Zac Efron's going to be playing. But should be interesting. That will be interesting. So, <laughs> let's get to miscellaneous thoughts and questions. Sean, you said you had one. Yeah, you know, I'm very. Um, I I do love actual geography, not the study of rocks. <laughs> Geology. Um, just maps and uh, layouts and everything. Um, just I love spatial conception conceptions. <laughs> I think I know where you're going with this. And this apartment is just massive, and I get lost. It's incredible. I get lost when they're just like walking around with the baby or yeah. trying to get the diapers, or it just is very un un 
une- it makes me uneasy. It's unnerving. You could you could see the yeah. front door from like ten different rooms. Yeah, it's like I can never <laughs> figure possible? out where I am or where the camera is. I don't know. So the best I could figure it is there's like a central living room, and then there's other rooms that are like wrapping around it like there's a kitchen off of that and then like another hallway yeah and then the baby's room off of that it's almost like a triangle this the main room and then there's like a hallway that leads back to like some other yeah i, I can't i couldn't figure it out i had the same thought i was, just I was like on, I'm, I was where right am i whose bedroom it. is this <laughs> and then when it gets all messed up and they don't put it all back together it even confuses me even more but it's even more confusing um, and then my and other how is one an elevator that goes right to their floor or like right to their their place like, the that, that's, not, that's not really normal or are they in the penthouse that could be it. i think they're, yeah they're in the yeah, penthouse. i think so and my other question: Sheesh, Act like you've been act like you've been in New York City one time, Rudy. <laughs> not not many penthouses. <laughs> my other question is: What is the point of Rebecca? Who's Rebecca? Tom uh, Selleck's girlfriend. Peter's like on again, off again girlfriend, longtime girlfriend. She just keeps entering scenes, and it's like she has literally no point. Yeah, because then Peter's just going off with other people constantly and like flirting, and oh, I got this other girl on the side. He's- you sort of get the vibe that there was supposed to be more of a story there that yeah. sort of got cut. And it makes sense now that you said it got <laughs> all of the the writing got changed uh, last minute because I was like, she has to have some kind of role because we don't even right. see her towards. I don't know. It was just she shipped being like sprinkled why? In why there. is he? Why is he sad when she like doesn't stay the night? Why is the like sometimes she is staying the yeah. night? Why is she going on like I don't know? And, and then she's going on a confusing. date with like a cello. Like what was that? What was with the guy on yeah. the cello? It looked like her dad. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have two. Um, I only have two questions. Let's hear them. The first question is because then I got I got a doozy for you okay. after that. So the first question is what is the deal with the guy at the bodega who's selling the newspapers who calls it a dinosaur not a giraffe? Is he on <laughs> yeah. crack? Like what is wrong with that guy? And why did No, he's on heroin. Why didn't Tom Selleck make a bigger deal of this guy? Like I would have been like Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is a giraffe, you moron. I had the same exact thought. What is what is going on? And then the other he holds it up and it's like that's clearly a giraffe. But then he's like talking about its ears or something. I think it's I think the idea was like it's a guy who's like trying to like keep Tom Selleck when Tom Selleck is really just trying to get in and out like because he he realizes that guy's following him. But the guy at the newspaper stand is someone who just sort of be like, you know, and that's the dialogue you go with to try yeah, and prove that's that the, point. That's the that was the dialogue he came a, up with. It's a dinosaur. It is so moronic. Um, the second question is, when are we going to bring back answering machines on phones? Because there's nothing better than like sitting in your house and someone calls you up and they just start talking into your house. (laughs) You just like screen all their calls. It's the best. Yeah. So (laughs) Tim Apple, a little note, voicemail out loud. You can hear it as they're recording it. That's what the people really want. It's not the same though. No, you're right. I remember that we would always do that. That's like if someone called at dinner time. Back in the day, yeah, we would all just stop and yeah. listen. Yeah, you wait to see who it is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone just look look over at the answering machine. The best, a simpler time, yeah. a simpler time. Well, mine isn't really a question, but more of like, a, did you notice? Did you notice the ghost? I didn't notice it, but I saw the the, the Wikipedia piece. What? <laughs> the the ghost. Is there is there a debunker or something? 
Yeah, it's kind of like a... Uh, did you notice it like on your own? Yeah, in the movie. I was like, what the heck is that guy? And there, there's like, you can see a child peeping through this window, like behind these curtains. I sent, if you look at your phone, Sean, I sent you the... the oh, I see it now. The, uh, the photo. Do you see the guy in the background? Yeah. Just peeping? Is he in multiple scenes? So apparently the rumor was that someone had died on the set. This a small child had died on the set during a previous filming, and uh, no, it was just in this one scene. They walked past it, and the, you can see him standing there in the window. Oh my! And I Lord, saw that's it when I was creepy. watching the movie, and then I was ta- telling my dad about the, how we were going to be doing this movie this week, and he brought it up too. And I was like, "What?" Yeah, but didn't they just? They say it's just a cardboard cutout that's in a later scene. It's the cardboard cutout of him with the top hat. Of the, oh really? Yeah, I didn't see the Ted cardboard Dancing. cutout. Yeah. It's kind of like I don't know. A, uh, spook, okay. spook me out though. I it's spooky now when I see it. I didn't notice it at first. I noticed it in the movie. And I was like, "What is with that? Did someone? Is it just like so, the a production guy or something in the background?" Then I looked it up and it said it was talking about there being a ghost in the movie. I was like, "Whoa!" Well, it, it was based off a French movie, out. right? Yeah, maybe it was a French ghost. Yeah. So funny. Fine. I guess that that wasn't as big of a of a. Storyline as I thought it was going to be, but uh, sorry, (laughs) you really set that up. (laughs) Wigged out your boy, that's for sure. Wigged him out. I don't have any other any other miscellaneous questions, so we can wrap it up. I'm. I I guess there's really no need for a top twenty discussion here. Oh, I have a question. I have a question. If you're the if you're the if you're the baby in this movie, do you put this on your resume? (laughs) Oh, for sure. It's on the LinkedIn page, baby two truths and a lie or something like i was the baby of three men and a baby <laughs> yeah it's kind of embarrassing is it so they were it was actually a set of twins and apparently they looked for they looked through four different sets of twins before they settled on this set of twins being in the movie she was a good actress lisa Bl- lisa lisa and michelle blair they uh they have IMDb credits. One was in 1987, and then they were in another one in 1999. I'm saying like this person is probably like a office worker or something somewhere. Yeah, probably. I mean, I'm, I wonder what Michelle Blair's up to now. Maybe she's a maybe she's a listener. Maybe, maybe she's a CPA or something. <laughs> we can get her on the pod next week. Um, top twenty. It's not any. It's not mine. You guys, not no. yours. Nope. Entertain, entertaining movie, nonetheless. Entertaining. It was entertaining. It was it funny was to laugh at how dumb it was. <laughs> That's so, my, so my my love for Tom Selleck will never waver. I'm a Tom Selleck guy through and through. I love Magnum. Greatest mustache of all time. Next week on the podcast, we will be discussing Fight Club. We will Fight be Club. sick. Don't tell anybody we'll be talking about that. Number one rule of Fight Club is you don't talk about Fight Club. Um, so yeah, you can look forward to that. Go buy a t-shirt, bonfire.com slash lose concept, 20 bucks. Get a sweet shirt. Look fresh in front of your friends. Have to explain it to them when they ask what a lose concept is. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you subscribe to things. Leave a review, rate and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at Loose Concept Pod. Nothing in the Pony Express again this week. It's getting real skinny up there. But uh, <laughs> just an email, 
looseconceptpod at gmail.com. I'm about to the point where I'm going to start faking emails to our <laughs> own podcast and reading them. So it, so it uh, seems like we have fans. But uh, I thought about doing that. We'll, <laughs> we'll see about that. So. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Remember to always keep it loose. Keep it loose. And keep it conceptual. I lost my hand! Those are rookie numbers in the track. Monkey, this is not Nam. This is Bowie. There are rules. I am not a hero. I'm a drifter with nothing to lose. My face is my world. It's over. Go home. Go.